The Meddlesome Meeples present The Quest Report with Matt and Richard. Now, if you've been following our show and our various podcasts uh, for a, a while now, you'll know one thing about Richard and myself. We do like a bit of Star Trek. Mm, we uh, do. And uh, for our next Quest Report, we're going to discuss one of the more recent uh, Star Trek games. It's called Star Trek Ascendancy. Now, this is qu- quite a, 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 a large game. Isn't it? It, takes up a, it takes up a bit of space. Yeah, I um, did when we played it, yeah. It does, cause you, you, and you are taking control of one of the factions in Star Trek. So in the core game, it's a three-player game. And you, one person will be the Federation, one person will be the Klingons, and one person will be those pointy-eared Romulan... Yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, on your, and you're basically going to be trying to win the game through one of uh, two ways. By either developing your culture to the point where you get five ascendancy tokens, which is basically saying that your civilization is the greatest civilization, or you're going to go for a military win where you control both the other players' homeworlds while still controlling your own homeworld. Mm-hmm. So the game is initially, in the first part of the game, and probably a good half of the game, if not more, all about exploration. That Taking was... your ships and going out and exploring new planets and new strange new worlds. That bit was to, great. To seek I out really new life that. and new civilizations. Yeah. And uh, our legal team that doesn't exist yet will be set up to fight the impending copyright claim <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to discover discussing this it's alright I think we're probably safe on it's safe legal grounds down the box I mean you can just read them out <laughs> <laughs> somewhere a lawyer's looking at this and going no <laughs> so um, yeah you start off and you're exploring and you're building your civilization and eventually you come into contact with the other factions that was and bad. That's when things get interesting. <laughs> I didn't like it when I met the Klingons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Klingons and the Romulans didn't really get on very well in this game, did they? No. No. And it's really interesting. So the game itself is going to be in different rounds. So you're going to have your initiative round where you're going to be decide, you know, effectively setting up the turn order for that round. Then there's what's called the execution phase. Now, that's broken into two parts. Building, where you're going to spend your resources... To get new ships, build new nodes on different planets, colonize mm. different planets, and then the ex- the command phase, which is where you're going to be sending your ships out to do different things. So you're going to be sending them yeah. off to explore, sending them off to attack. You're going to be sent- trying to take control of new planets. You're going to be uh, trying to launch new research projects, really like the commissioning fact- new yeah. fleets, things like that. And that's the really the meat of the game, isn't it? The really well, exciting part. that's why you're part. actually making them do stuff, and it does feel like you're giving orders because mm. you have a certain amount of command tokens. Each time you do something, you turn one of them over. So basically, you have a certain amount of orders you can give that yeah. turn. Um, it can increase if you get more star bases, can't it? Mm. So uh, I like that because certain it's not like you can just do anything that you can do. It also increases your number of command tokens. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, the fact that you were turning those over, it's like, in order to do a certain amount of things like go to warp or drop out of warp or form a fleet, like you say. Yeah, um, I found that aspect of it quite thematic because mm. you really did feel like you were kind of giving orders um, like as a, a leader. Um, yeah, and like I say before that, you had the build phase and it's quite nice to have that as a separate thing Mm-mm. where you are just... Um, 
kind of deciding what you're going to uh, build on your various planets and yeah assign assigning research so yeah i quite enjoyed the way that was broken up like that mm. Mm. and each faction has its own sort of bonuses and restrictions so for example the federation can't just walk into a or flying to a, a sector and invade a planet. They can initiate starship battles. Is that the prime directive? Yeah, the prime directive. <laughs> yeah, they're not allowed to invade oh, planets or colonize pre-warp inhabited systems, which mm. is thematic to the Federation. My guys were um, suspicious. Apparently. But the Federation get bonuses for going off and exploring. And yeah, that's really what they want to be doing early in the game. The Klingons, they have a, a restriction that they of death before dishonor, so they can't. Um, surrender a planet and they can't retreat from battle. No, otherwise you go to Grethor. But they do get culture uh, bonuses nice. by defeating ships in battle because they are ever victorious. That is basically their culture, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. And the Romulans? Yeah. My guys, the downside is they are suspicious. So mm. whenever you receive a trade agreement, exhaust it immediately. <laughs> Refresh it the next round's upkeep as normal. So we didn't really do any of that, did we? We met each other and still started fighting, so uh, we didn't have any trade agreements. But if we did, I wouldn't get the benefit straight away because it takes me a while to trust. No one trusts the Romulans yeah. either. That's, <laughs> that's, that's another matter. But my good thing was cultural superiority, which still sounds like a bad thing. But they're pretty arrogant, these guys. Yeah. Um, take one culture when you complete an advancement picturing a culture token right yeah so some of my technologies if i researched them they had a culture symbol on them and i would just get a culture <coughs> straight away so i did actually get quite a few culture from doing that so that did help me quite a lot that one but one of the things i particularly like about all this is the fact that each of the um, different factions bonuses their advantages their disadvantages and even the technologies that they can acquire mm -hmm. through research in the game yeah. feels very thematic mm. to the Star Trek universe and to those factions within the Star Trek universe. It did feel very thematic. That did, yeah. And I, that's one of the, and I love a game that that holds its theme like that. And the expansions, um, we've only played the base game, so we'll talk about the expansions possibly on another qu quest report. Mm. But what we, I've got the Cardassian one, and looking at that, and looking at the other, the. Um, the Ferengi expansion again it sort of holds true to their cultures and their races I'm just going to read the title of these the Cardassians have occupation and annexation <laughs> that is basically the whole thing because yeah. for the Cardassians because they're occupiers uh, to be able to produce resources on a planet they have to have a ship in orbit mm. basically to force the Pobajorans yeah. to, <laughs> to work in the mines you know yeah. so that's really interesting also one of the other things that are quite interesting in this is the way the fleets work oh, yeah, that that's great. quite an elegant system isn't it You've, mm. uh, so instead of having loads of ships on, on the map you can place them onto a fleet card get the fleet benefit and then you can give an order to an entire fleet at once yeah. rather than ordering every ship individually but each fleet that you produce has different abilities yeah um and they're double-sided so you can choose to just shove a load of ships into More a fleet ships. yeah or you can have them as a specialized fleet yeah so i had a science fleet that was quite good it was only four ships yeah but it uh it was quite good at facing hazards yeah. and there's a lot of them like a whole nebula i have to i roll fewer dice for it basically so yeah that helped you um, had I had uh, a group of Klingon marauders, um, oh, hated which gives you resources when you destroy enemy ships in battles. Mm -hmm. Battle groups, uh, which 
you re-roll to hit rolls of one in space battles, and assault, which give me again the, the, the re-roll ability when it came to planetary invasions. Well, they're pretty aggressive, man. They are, but the, we are Klingons, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was doing science out there. <laughs> yeah, the um, Federation as well. They have uh, some pretty useful abilities. Like virtual signaling, signaling. Sorry. They can make three <coughs> battle groups because they're the backsides of their fleet cards. <laughs> are all battle group sides. Battle back sides. But they also have a science fleet, which gives the same ability as, as yours. Yeah, that was cool. They have colonisation um, fleets, which allows them to disband a ship from the fleet and disband the, uh, the fleet to immediately con- colonise an undeveloped system without spending a culture. Nice. Which um, is very good because you need to spend culture tokens to get ascendancy tokens. And then they've got the diplomatic... Um, fleet, which allows them to re-roll hegemony rolls, which means that when they're trying to take over a planet without attacking it, and uh, without uh, wasting the planet's resources in, in, a, in a battle. Kind of culture takeover. Yeah, it? it's a very, very powerful ability, which again just fits in very nicely with the idea of the Federation going out and absorbing other planets into the Federation, so mm. it feels thematic. Yeah. Um... I really like the way that the command system works, like Richard said. Mm. I really like the way that the, the battles work with the different abilities and bonuses that both get. Plus, you can spend uh, research points to improve the, your ship's weapons, which means that you're hitting on a lower number on the dice, so you've got a better chance to hit. And you can in- spend research to increase your shields, yeah. which means you, you can survive nebulas and things more easily, and it, ma- it makes um, it harder for other players to destroy your ship so Hmm. there's a lot of things that i really like in this game yeah i like the way the trade works i like the exploration when you're actually going off to off space lanes and you're um trying to you're drawing a planet to see what's there and then you're drawing a an exploration card that tells you what you find on there and some of those are and all of those are based on things that happen in various uh star trek tv series yeah so you get a planet uh that you draw randomly it might be a planet, or it might be a nebula, or something horrible. But you also then draw a card of what goes on there, yeah. and yeah, like you say, you can recognise it as being stuff that you saw in a Star Trek mm. episode. But then it will be on a random planet. So, like, I know I remember I occupied Riser at one point, and I, thought, I just I quite liked that. <laughs> that was pretty good. But um, I think I, that one was nothing happened there did it it wasn't uh, no, it, was, it was just like a <laughs> it was virgin territory but yeah yeah that's what they call it isn't it yeah which is difficult to find on riser yeah yeah tried very hard to find that <laughs> but um sometimes you get a planet that's got really good resources and um you can build a node there and like build a mining thing but maybe there is a warp one civilization mm. there or something and you'll have to uh, kind of deal with them before you can occupy it. And but you had one that was quite near to Kronos that yeah. y- you just parked a ship there for ages because like you didn't want to destroy the stuff that was already there but you wanted the planet. But yeah. <laughs> so, quite a while. So this and it's some of them are really fun. So like um, you might draw an exploration card and meet Q. Mm for example, and you might fling your ship across the galaxy. Yeah, that could happen. <laughs> that could yeah. happen. Um but this, I would say, more than any other game I've uh, played, captured the theme. The only other one that I would say captured it as well, and possibly a slightly more, was Star Trek Fleet Captains. Mm. Because that did feel like you were taking a crew and you're going out 
But this is on a different level to that because in fleet captains, as I say, you've got your ships and you've got crews for each of your ships that you're putting together and you're going out and you're doing missions. Whereas with this, it's on a grander scale. You're going out and you're building an empire as opposed to going on on, on missions and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and it does really feel like Star Trek. It does, yeah. I was quite surprised by how much it did feel like Star Trek. And I'll tell you the thing that for me was the best and that was the way you went to warp. Mm. And it's not like you can say, oh, I'm ships. going to warp, so I go d- 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 across. Like It's not like you go at import and you can go two spaces, but if you go at warp, you can go five or something. Mm. It's actually, you go you go into warp, you take your little ships, which for me was these little Dedevidexes, off the board. Mm. And then to drop out of warp, you put them on somewhere else. Mm. And it really did feel like they had gone to warp and then dropped out of warp and warp became a really cool weird thing that you were doing and, and it felt the, so thematic the longer you leave them in warp the, the further, further they, they can travel yeah yeah that's it and yeah it's just the fact that they you basically can't be attacked and stuff um you do really got the sense that um they were actually in this kind of warp bubble mm. and everything and uh for me that was one of the most thematic things because like ending a turn whilst you were leaving a few ships in warp and then you can decide later where you want them to drop mm. out of warp that was one of my favourite things about mm. it yeah. but I thoroughly I've played this a few times now and I thoroughly enjoyed every game of this I've played and it felt like I was playing in the Star Trek universe mm. um, I actually in some ways I was thinking about whether I prefer playing this or TI yeah. because they're on, a, they're on a different level mm. in the sense that TI is also a massive game. Yeah. TI does things better than this. So, for example, TI does politics better. Because uh, yeah. we really love getting the, the, the political cards out and, and having like little votes having and the things. Votes. And, and, yeah. and that's great fun. I love that and bit. this doesn't do any of that. But what it does do is that kind of moving out, exploring new planets. It does that better than Twilight Imperium, mm. in my opinion. And it's... Also, as much as I love the Twilight Imperium universe because of the games that both you know all the games that I've played in that I've really really enjoyed, I love the Star Trek universe even more. So it grabs me more in that sense. Mm. Um, so I actually would say this is as fun as playing Twilight Imperium, right. but without the depth of Twilight Imperium. Yeah, I would say well. We managed to do this in one evening, didn't we? So yeah. <laughs> that's one advantage. But well, I, I think I did... I think TI is definitely a better game because mm. when I was playing TI, even when I was... If I wasn't doing so well, there were still things I felt like I could do to really affect the outcome of what was going on. This one, I felt a little bit like we'd been kind of... Me and Heather, really. There was no way we could defeat your Klingon Empire after a while and I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure how I feel about territory control games at the moment because I think this happens quite a lot where one character will start doing well and then you've got so many more resources mm. than the others it's hard to turn the tide whereas with TI you can do like a load of politics stuff and you can really mess things up still um, but I think yeah if we if we were a, bit, a little bit more even of who's how many games we've played of it because you've played a few more games than us but um yeah i think i definitely prefer the gameplay of ti but i mean this as a light version 
in the Star Trek universe is great. That's what I think. I think but. for me as well, as you say, TI, we have to spend so long playing TI. With this, there are optional rules that we you can use to make the game faster. And we used some of those. So yeah. we used you know the starting advancements, the random turn uh, order, which meant we weren't bidding for initiative. Which would, if you choose to bid for initiative, can be a major factor because then you're spending your resources to try and get much like in um, Game of Thrones yeah. the board game you're spending resources to try and get the initiative and to get a, a better turn order in your favour this 2210 yeah, yeah. And, but spending resources means that it's slowing the game down because then you've not got those resources to do other things mm. um, and having that done randomly and having the extra starting resources which is an extra optional rule all of that makes the game flow pretty fast I mean we played this inside of three hours and without those start those optional rules, it would have, I think, added another hour to the play. Yeah, probably would have done. Yeah. So whereas, th- so this is a game we can get out and play in an evening. Ti is not really like that. Yes. So it's yeah. definitely more pl- accessible, I think, in that sense than Ti. And I think it also would be less intimidating to a player for their first game because Maybe. with Ti, there's so much you're trying to. On your first game of it, so much you're trying to. Ti get your always head looks smaller than I think it is, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't. Yeah, I think um, this is definitely simpler to play than Ti. Oh yeah, 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 definitely, but not the uh, not the initial setup. Mm. I think the initial setup of Ti is a little bit easier. I mean, this one we had a measuring tape, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you you starting home walls go on the on the board, and you starting discs go on the board, and. You have to work out uh, roughly that they're about 18 inches away from each other. Uh, but that's one of the things that does make this really interesting to me because in TI, you've got a board that you're exploring, but everything is set. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, the map is quite flexible. So you start off, and all you've got is your three planets your planet. Yeah, so it does feel like you're players. exploring the unknown. Yeah, because yeah. you put, then you're putting space lanes down to connect one planet to another and putting a new planet there. And until. Uh, you, a planet has two space lanes connecting to it, you can move it around. Because yeah, the idea is that, that you bit, might yeah. find a place but then realise that there's a better way of travelling there. Hmm. So you can move the... And so that is quite an interesting mechanic to me. But there's just so much about this game that I really, really enjoyed, really loved playing. A huge amount of fun. Mm-hmm. Really captured the theme. It's an absolute win-win for me. Yeah, It's definitely one of my favourite games now. Is it? Definitely. Um, I think I would need a few more plays to be able to decide on it, but I did really enjoy it. But um, it just depends. Yeah, it depends on the distribution of of how uh, how battered different players can get <laughs> at it because uh, just because of the territory control aspect. Mm. That's all. But yeah, thematically, it's very good. I do but. get what you mean with that, though, because I mean, in my first play of this. I ended up surrounded by phenomenons. Yeah. I, I had like two planets I controlled, and everything around me was some sort of nebula that was destroying my ships when I went through. Yeah, it's, it's, but it yeah. did mean that I could I was getting more getting research more tokens. Research, so yeah. you know, but that it's not that, that random drawing is going to make it different, isn't as it? As territory control goes, it is a very very good game. I'm mm. just not sure how much I like territory control games at mm. the moment because in general, it, yeah, in general, yeah. But this is. Um, this is a very enjoyable game to play. Yeah, yep. I do like this. There we are. Highly recommending this one. Star Trek Ascendancy. Mm-hmm. Be meddlesome, but live long and prosper. In space. 
Farewell, Quester. To find out about other productions by the Middlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at middlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.